Hi, I'm Eric Upton. And I'm Christy Upton. We've been married for a while. And we've got three kids. We've also been youth pastors for a long time. In 2017, we left our home and everything we loved in California. And we moved to Arizona. All because God told us to. It's been an adventure, and we still aren't sure what's next. But here we are. We used to do this thing after youth group at our house on Wednesday nights. All our leaders would come over and hang out in our kitchen. Sometimes till three in the morning. It was our favorite night of the week. We called it mommy daddy time. Because it didn't start till after the kids went to bed. Now we're starting a podcast. We're calling it the mommy daddy time podcast. It's going to be like hanging out with your best friends after the kids go to bed. So if you're looking for our tips and tricks on how we do life, ask us and we'll answer it on the show. So let's get started. Enjoy the show. Three, two, one. Hey, Hey, welcome to the Mommy Daddy Time podcast, everyone. Welcome back, team. My name is Eric. My name is Christy. And we are so excited to have you back here live from California in my parents' kitchen once again. Oh, we've had a great vacation. Yeah, it's been so good. It was so good to do a week this time. Usually when we come back here, it's like four days Two of which are kind of travel. Yeah, four to five days, and both the and it takes twelve hours. Oh my gosh, of it, driving. So that's a full day. And so it when it's so four to five days, we have two or three days here. And it's so hard to like see all the people that you want to see within just like two or three days of, oh, of being here. Yeah, like I don't know if anyone out there from the team listening lives away from their family. But like when you come back, you know how hard it is to be able to see everyone that you want to see. Including family. Including family. Yeah, because your family wants to spend time with you. Your friends want to see you. People that you used to work with want to see you. Everyone wants to see you. Yeah, and we want to see all of them. That's the key is like, like I want to see everyone. Yeah. Like honestly, there's a lot of people I want to see and I'm not even sure they want to see me. But right? I want to see them. I know. I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, there are so many pe- more people that I still want to see, but the time even even a week like even a week isn't enough yeah it's not enough but i was i was thinking about this um yesterday specifically because um so we're we're wrapping up our our week-long vacation here in california we're about to head out tomorrow so today's the last day and um last night the team that we had here honestly the originators of the mommy daddy time podcast Um, gathered together in one location and we just hung out the whole time. Yeah. We'll have to drop a picture. We've, we've actually got a big, huge group picture of everybody. It was amazing. And it got me thinking about how important community is. And like, even when you move away, like continuing to just be a part of people's lives and foster relationships. And like, what's crazy to me is like, we have social media now. It's probably easier now to stay in touch with people than it ever has been and yet the opportunity to distance or not feel as connected is still really prevalent yeah like i think it like moving away has highlighted to me how even though you can know a lot about someone's life and what's going on you that doesn't necessarily mean you're still connected with them yeah you know what i mean yeah or or even the opposite where you may not connect with them very often but whenever you do like you realize how great that friendship is because then you connect again really right. easy. Yeah, and I, like, I think that's almost what I was like getting no to. Is like when, when you do relationships really, really well, like these people really invested into us really, really well. So at this point, it's kind of like, I don't care how long we live like a distance from each other. Yeah. Like you're just in our lives and you may not like that all the time, but too bad you're a part of this thing. And 
we're a team and yeah. we're going to love you and we're going to see you. I think we had about we 20, 25 people. That's a total yeah. guess. Yeah. But I was standing in the kitchen and just watching like just so grateful and so thankful of the community that we have here. Like even though we don't see them very often and not often enough and don't, we don't get to talk to them very often. Like my heart was so full just yeah. standing and watching like. How much we love each and one of these couples and, and people last night and then how much they actually cared about us because they cared enough to show up to this gathering that we had. And we yep. just ate together. Laugh. We hung out together. They played with our kids. They let our kids throw them in jail. Like and it was <laughs> I all was good. Say, playing with our kids <laughs> is a very loose way of saying what actually happened. So <laughs> last night there were uh two guys were over. Um I'll, I'll give you first names. So Cliff and Tanner were over there. And our kids decided that these two individuals had committed some form of high treason. I have no idea. I don't know but what whatever the crime it was, was, it was not okay. It was not okay because they put them in jail and they tied them up with jump ropes <laughs> and they would not let them out. I believe at one point Finley told them that you're only allowed to leave to work out and eat worms. And that was the only free time they had in kid prison. <laughs> And, um, oh my goodness, it was so funny. It was hilarious watching them interact. And our kids, our kids' hearts were full. Like that was the craziest part is even though our kids, like we've been gone from this area for about two and a half years, Mm -hmm. like our kids, that's a big chunk of time for, especially for Finn, who's only four. So for him, (laughs) for him to come back and still remember a lot of these people and then to be able to for these people to really love on our kids, yep. like truly love on our kids. It was so filling. Yeah. It's, it's, amazing. I think, I think the key to any good community and any good relationship is what you invest in one another while you're around each other. Like if you're willing to pour out what you have and what you bring to the table into other people, like that's going to change their lives and it's going to change your life. Yeah. And it's, it's this, you know, like Joey says in friends, it's the giving and the receiving <laughs> and, and the, the having, having and the and sharing, the sharing and, and, and like, the doing. Yeah. Like it's all of that stuff that makes relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all that, that, that makes relationships, um, really special and really important yeah. and very impactful. And speaking of impactful and impacting one another in relationships, one of the best ways to do that is to share how you do what you do to make someone else's life better. How's yep. that for transition? That was fantastic. Boom. Yep. So last episode, we shared the first five hacks that Eric had that makes his life better, mm-hmm. then in return makes our marriage better. Uh-huh. This week, he's got the second the set final of five. five. Yep, the, the final, final five. five. Yep, this is the final countdown. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what's running through my head. All right. Congrats. So, you're all going to have that stuck in your head the rest of the day. <laughs> So technically, this would yeah. we'd be jumping into number six. Yeah, right? this is number six. Let's do a quick recap of our first five. So yeah. number one was begin the day with truth. Um, that's reading the Bible, praying, grabbing a sermon right away, spending my time right away in the morning before internet feeds, social right. media feeds, all that. Number, number two, two, review your annual goals every day. Write them down because you're way more likely to be successful in your annual goals if you just write them down. If you review them every day, you almost triple the opportunity to actually reach those goals. 
Number three is start each day with my top three things. I write down the three things that if I were to look back at the end of the day and say I only did these three things, I would feel super, super accomplished. And I start with the one where if even if I only got one thing done, I would still feel like I got the most important thing done. Uh, number four is blocking my days instead of scheduling my hours, giving myself chunks of time to accomplish um, certain things and I allow myself enough room to decide what those things are yeah. within those chunks of time. I like that one. That's yep. probably one of my favorites. And but the fifth one the is fifth the one, funniest. The most, the most important one you could possibly do, <laughs> the biggest change that ever occurred in my life was wearing the same t-shirt every day. <laughs> I don't know why you find that so funny. It's a good idea. It's just so good. Uh, so not literally the same t-shirt, but I bought 13 pairs of black t-shirts and I, I wear one every day and yes, it's great. You do. It's wonderful. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Number six. Are you ready for this? Uh, is it as funny as number five? It's not as funny, Aww. but I feel like it's, it's a really, really important one. And honestly, this is the first hack that I wrote down. This is what kind of got the brain stimulated. Okay. And, and what's weird is like when I wrote it down, I'm like, this is kind of dumb. But then I thought about how actually helpful it is and how important it is and how like this is one of those things that is so cemented into my life. Mm-hmm. It's just what I do. And if I'm going to go full transparency here, it's probably one of the things that I wish you would adopt most into oh, your life. Oh, really? Yep. If, if we're going to share and we're on a podcast, other people are listening, so you can't get mad at me publicly, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that is the rule. All right. You got to share right. it with me now. Number six is have a place for all of my important stuff to go. Oh, I do have a place <laughs> for all my important stuff to go. They just don't always make it there. <laughs> <laughs> or your your place changes every no, single time. No, I have a place for everything to go. Oh everything has a place to go. It just doesn't always go back there. That's your excuse. All right. It just here's what life I'm talking happens. about, people. Right. It's just not high on my priority list. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so Christy's gonna call personality on this one and say this is outside my personality. No, and the truth is we learned nev- that it it's is. personality is never a full excuse. It's never, it should never be a but, full excuse, but it's a pretty darn. And good I one. have worked. And this is yeah. something I have worked yep. on because to be honest, like our house, like not that it's the cleanest, but everything has a place at our house. Yeah. Like everything yeah. has a place to go. And when I clean, I make sure that it has a place. Yep. Unlike other people. I put it in a place. In a um, place. You yeah. make a place. That doesn't <laughs> always make sense. <laughs> But it does have a place. So I am a big believer in having a place for all of its things. So would Mar- Marie Kondo would say the same thing. Yep. Sorry, I swallowed my spit the wrong way. <laughs> There's some water right there. I was laughing. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's why I added the caveat of have a place for the important stuff to go. Oh, I don't, I don't okay. have a place for everything. I can put everything in a place. But my important <laughs> stuff goes in the exact same place every single night. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Every single night, it, it is going to go into the same place. So when I get home and it's time for bed, I pull out my wallet, I pull out my cell phone, and um, I place those on the nightstand right next to my bed. And I actually place them in the same position. Um, and actually, I've just recently changed the place for my phone intentionally. So like, I plug my phone in where my desk is across our bedroom. And I put it on a little magnet stand. My wallet goes next to my nightstand. 
and my headphones go right next to my wallet. I've got AirPods and they've got a little case, so I set that right next to my wallet. My keys go onto a hook inside the garage that hangs right behind our garage door. Um, my glasses get put um, right next to my wallet and all that stuff goes in the exact same place. So when I wake up in the morning, it's exactly where I left it. And I'm not spending a bunch of time trying to find a bunch of the things that um, I wish I knew where I put because I didn't put it anywhere different. My black t-shirts, they get hung up in my closet and they're all in the same area in my closet. And I put my socks in the side. Like I just have certain places for the things that are most important. And I set them there and I keep them there so that I don't have to spend time looking for them over and over and over again. So yeah, setting things where they belong is a way that I hack my life. Now I kind of feel like you're just trying to rub it in just a little <laughs> bit more. I just figured this was a golden opportunity to mention that some of us place the important things where they belong. And other hey, people... all of my stuff has a place. All right. <laughs> I know it has a place. Whether it gets there, there or not. <laughs> yep. um, like That's I, where the, you know, confusion lies. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've got a lot of things um, that are like, I just can't function without those things. Yeah. So I like no, to them you do. You, you are really good. And, yep. Generally speaking, when my things go go in said place, you help me find yes. said things. Yes, I am the one who has to find <laughs> said things, and I'm quite good at finding said you things. You really are. And yeah. every t- this is the funny part is like every time I have to go and find something, like you will have spent a good amount of time trying to find the thing. Yep. And then you'll say, "I can't find the thing" in a fit of frustration, and then I'll go and like. Within five minutes, I find the thing. Generally five to ten minutes, yeah. I bring it back to you and you're like, where was it? How did you find that? And my answer is the same essentially every Every time. time. It's, I thought like a Christie and this is where it was. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's uh, it's been pretty impressive. All right, next one. Number seven. All right, number seven is, um, I actually stole this from you and it's just one of those things that's, it's just a reality for our family. And I think you and I have felt it, especially on vacation, because we're one of the weird people who like to go on vacation and we pack for this sort of a thing and we do this sort of a thing even on vacation. But working out three to five times a week is a really big deal. It is a really and big deal. And on the course of this vacation, like we got in Wednesday, Thursday morning, we woke up and went and worked out. Yep. And then we did it and Friday, Friday and, and Saturday. Saturday. Sunday, we couldn't because they were closed, but we did it Monday. And, uh, we didn't do it, uh, on, on Tuesday, but, um, we're, we, we initially planned to do it on Tuesday. Like <laughs> maybe had the tomorrow kids not slept in. I thought about it. It's crossed my mind. We'll make mm. that plan later, but that might be fun. Um, one last final, one last workout before but we go back. When, when we work out three to five times a week, it changes the whole dynamic of the week itself. Yeah, it really does. I know we talked about this a lot in your hacks and stuff, but it's it's one of those things. Like when you work out, you're releasing endorphins. You're releasing the happy chemicals throughout your life. And you also feel a sense of accomplishment, not from a productivity standpoint of like what I did to move the ball down the no. field further in terms of like more, job career. More but you empowerment. Feel like, yeah, you, you progressed physically. You did something impressive. And I, I think I said this last time, but like when you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, look what I did with my body, you start to believe in yourself and the things that you can accomplish, yeah. not just with your body, but with a lot of other things as well, right? Yeah. All right. So let's move on. What's number eight? Number eight. Okay. So this one I've actually had with me. It's based on a quote 
that um, it's it's stuck with me. And I think as we've had kids and as our lives have gotten busier and busier, this quote has started to just pop up into my head over and over and over again. And it's caused me to make decisions that are very, very different than my natural tendency. And I think a lot of people's natural tendency. So um, Jim Elliott, who was a missionary back in 1956 that lost his life while uh, bringing the gospel to a native um, native Indian tribe in the jungles of Ecuador, South America, um, he wrote in his journal once, he said, wherever you are, be all there. And for me, that quote has spurred a new habit or a new life hack that I've given myself the permission to be fully invested wherever I am. Mm. And it's caused me to put down my phone a lot more often, to stay off social media a lot more often, to give my undivided attention to the people that I'm meeting with, um, to the people that I'm talking with, to my family. And honestly, I think in the realm of our family, this is where it really comes into play. So there are times where I'm just with the kids and I just want to be with the kids. And it's really easy to say, I want to spend more time with my family or I enjoy spending more time with my family. But if that time is spent while we're looking at our phones or thinking about other things or wishing we were accomplishing other things, then really our bodies are in a place that our minds aren't actually at. And if you're splitting yourself physically and mentally from the places that you're at, you're not actually accomplishing anything. Not only are you not accomplishing anything, but you're also missing out on a whole lot of stuff. And this is really hard for me because my brain tends to go a mile a minute and I'm constantly like vision casting and imagining things and like thinking about stuff. And so for me, I have to remember that quote and I have to make a conscious decision to be completely invested into wherever I am. Yeah, And I think it's one of the reasons why I like this podcast so much too. It's like, you and I can't be looking at our phones or doing other things while we're having this conversation. Like this podcast has given us an excuse to be fully present with one another as we engage in conversations that are meaningful and impactful and learning about each other and also helping other people. I think that's awesome. Yeah. There's a difference too. like whenever, whenever you kind of really started applying this to your life, like I notice you leaving your phone in the other room, like Mm -hmm. just to to remove the distraction like for wherever you are at so and your personality tends to want to work a lot like work all the time yep. but you tended to start leaving your stuff in the in the car like yep. you can't even bring your computer inside and so there was a transition period where i saw you really working on this and it made a huge difference and with our kids, like our kids love being around you. And I even like just this morning, they were just like, they all walked in and they looked at me and they looked at you and they all sat right <laughs> next to you. Oh my gosh. I woke up and like, it's one of those all things like, I don't them. know if anyone out there listening is like me, but like when I wake up, I just like my space and I like to sit down and like slowly ease into the day on like vacation days and relaxing days like this. Um, and like I sat down on this couch all by myself. And one by one, it was like the small couch too. Yeah, it was. I'm sitting on the big couch in (laughs) In the the middle. middle. Yeah, and all three of my kids slowly made their way over to me and sat on me. Yep, like on me, on me. Yeah, yeah. They enjoy. They they enjoy your presence because you are all there with them. 
Yeah. So it's fun to see that whenever you make that choice of like, I'm not working right now, I'm not away from you right now, I am all in with you. It makes a difference in the relationships that you have at that time, at that moment. And it's made a difference with our relationship too. Yeah. I think it's important. It's really easy, I think, for kids to pick up on the um, subtle messages that we send. And yeah. I think oh, a lot yeah. of times when we're on our phones a lot, when we're constantly working, when we're regularly thinking about or even having conversations just as a couple about serious, important business life things, and our kids come and try and insert themselves into our lives or spend time with us or check in on us or whatever it is that they're doing, if we're having to constantly put a thing away or put a thing aside in order to give them a spare second or a spare moment or a spare piece of our attention, the subtle message they pick up on is I'm an interruption. Yeah. My dad, my mom, my parents have their life and I'm always the interruption to it. And eventually they stop interrupting. Yeah. And or they'll I, find new ways to get your attention. I just don't. In a negative way. Yeah. And I just don't want my kids to feel like they're an interruption to me. Yeah. I, I want my kids to know that they're important to me, that they are. The, like, it's really easy to say you're the most important thing to me. It's really hard to live that out. Yeah. And for me, setting things aside, listening to that quote of, hey, wherever I am, be all there. Like if I've chosen to be here, if I'm setting aside this time, if I'm going to be spending time with my kids or I'm at the family dinner table, like I'm all here. Like yeah. this is not an interruption to my day. This is not an interruption to the things that I would rather do. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be with. And I'm not going to let other things interrupt this. Yes, I love it. Yep. Yeah. So that's number, number nine. Number nine. All right. Um, this is a habit that I created that is completely internal. This is just inside my head and it probably fits into the category of self-awareness, um, that a lot of people are talking about right now. I'm very big into self-awareness, not from the standpoint of like that super trendy term that everyone's using. And I'm not like seeking out self-awareness. Um, I have just my personality, I don't know if it's personality, I don't know if it's a gift from God, but like ever since I was younger, like especially in high school and stuff, I've always been observant of other people and then use those observations to plant questions in myself to figure out a little bit more about who I am and how I can improve myself. It's just this weird thing that I like to do. All of this has kind of led me to where I'm at today and I've come to this realization recently that... um I often make decisions to do certain things based on an emotional response. So that can include, I, I'll turn to food based on an emotional response. I will turn towards distraction based on an emotional response. I'll turn to going and purchasing things that I don't really need based on an emotional response. Yep. And I've, dis I've become very aware of this recently and so I've had to create a new habit in response to it. So as not to just always be led by emotions and feelings inside my life and allow those to dictate my actions, I've, I've planted a new question in my head habitually so that when I feel like specifically eating or shopping or going to and doing very specific activities that I tend to do when I'm emotional, I've decided to ask myself a question first. And that question is, what feeling is behind this behavior? And as I've started to implement this in my life, I've been able to be very honest with myself about what's actually going on. And when I'm able to recognize and identify the feeling, I can then separate myself from it 
and make a better decision about what I should do. Sometimes that better decision is pushing forward in spite of the feeling and getting the thing that I should be doing done instead of responding to the feeling and doing something completely different. This often happens for me during tasks. I feel overwhelmed and like I'm unable to accomplish something. That feeling of being overwhelmed and ill-equipped and like I'm a failure is really, really strong. And in those moments, I immediately turn towards social media as a distraction or going and doing something else that's easier or less overwhelming. But then I don't accomplish the thing that I want to accomplish because I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm not going to do a good job. I'm afraid I don't have the answers. I'm afraid that I'm um, going to fail at it or something like that. But when I stop and I ask myself, okay, what's the feeling behind this desire to be on social media right now? What's the feeling behind the desire to read about the 49ers and the sports and all that stuff right now? Oh, that feeling is fear. Okay, am I afraid because I need to be afraid? Or am I afraid because I just don't feel like putting in the work or the effort to push through this and get to the other side? Likewise, there are times where other stuff's going on and I'm like, I need to go eat and I'm going to go to Carl's Jr. And I'm going to get a number four double bacon Western cheeseburger, a large fry and a Diet Coke. And I'm going to sit in my truck and eat my feelings away. Right. Okay. What's the feeling behind this behavior? Well, the feeling is um, fear, inadequacy, helplessness, um, emotionally spiraling. Okay. Why is that feeling here? Well, it's in response to this. Okay, does eating a double bacon Western cheeseburger really solve that problem or just distract you from the feeling? Well, it distracts me from the feeling. Okay, what should I do instead? Well, maybe working out is a better opportunity. Maybe having the serious conversation that I don't want to have with the person I need to have it with is actually what I need to be doing. And I can't say that this is a solid habit yet, but it's one of those things that I'm, I'm intentionally trying to insert into my life so that I'm less driven by emotions and more driven by intentionality. Yeah, I like that quote. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Because I think a lot of people can really attach on to the emotions. Like, what are what's driving your choices? Yeah. I really like that. I didn't realize how emotionally driven I was until I started asking that question. Yeah, it's funny too, because for your personality specifically, a lot of for Enneagrams, threes would say they're out of, or other people observe that they're kind of out of touch with their own feelings. Like their feelings are based on what other people are feeling. Mm -hmm. And so for you to find a question in your own life to really assess actually how you're feeling and then try to make those choices, like with choices involved, make that choice be an intentional choice versus an emotional choice. You're actually self-observing your feelings and aware that you are feeling a certain way. So for a three to be able to be self-aware is an intentional choice in its of, of itself to mm-hmm. be able to realize that. Yeah. It's one of those weird things where I think threes have emotions and we have feelings. For whatever reason, there's this weird disconnect on how to express those when other people ask about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like that's always been the hard part is like articulating how I'm feeling to another person in the moment. Yeah. Um, And and to an extent, it's a a big exercise for me to to even articulate it to myself. Yeah. But that's why I think this question is so important. I I ask myself like, okay, what feeling is behind this behavior? Yeah. Yeah. That's super healthy. Yep. All right. Number 10. Number 10. We have reached the almost end of my list because I have a bonus one and then I have one that I want to add. Oh, of course. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So number 10 is read a book a month. 
Um, that is a habit that I started this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, it, in terms of like reading. the regular schedule, but I feel like reading has become a major part of my life since uh, finishing up my bachelor's. Like, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. When I got into coursework that I really, really cared about, and I discovered a bunch of authors that were writing about things that I really cared about, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this yeah. is amazing!" I love, I love just learning. Yes. And I think it's so important to be about your own self-development. Like mm-hmm. it is so powerful and it's so motivating and it's so exciting. And it's also bonded you and me together. And I think this is because of some of your personality type. But I one love of your favorite things learning. is talking about things that are Did being you learned. Know? Yeah, Did you know is Christy's favorite question ever. And to be able to come to you with things that I'm learning and say, Okay, so listen to this. What do you think of this? And I, I rearticulate the stuff that I'm learning, which, by the way, side note, one of the best ways to cement new information into your own head and life is to try and teach it to others. So as you're reading these books, uh, if you do decide to pick this one up, um, reading a book a month and then trying to rearticulate and share that with the people in your life is one of the best ways to make this stuff stick. One yeah. of the absolute best ways to make it stick. So, um, I love reading. I, I don't read anything fiction. I only read nonfiction and that's mostly my personality type. Um, I love learning stuff and I love learning about business and marketing and productivity and, um, you know, biographies. And I also really, really enjoy, um, books that are being written by a lot of pastors and spiritual leaders and that sort of thing. So, I just find a subject that God's stirring something in my heart and I'm like, okay, I want to learn about that. And I go and find a book or a recommended book and just start going through it. Yeah. Mostly audiobooks. A lot of them are audiobooks, um, but a few of them are hardcovers and I, I slowly make my way through them. Like, um, I think right now the books that I'm currently going through, like I'm, I'm doing multiple all at the same time. So I'm reading um, Answers to Prayer by George Mueller. It's just excerpts from his uh, diary. Yeah. Um, he was alive in the 1800s, and he started an orphanage just on prayer. Um, I'm slowly working through Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Um, and then I'm re-going through Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. Yeah. And um, by Paul David Tripp, the 14 Parenting Lessons or something like that, I think is what it's, it's called. It's just called Parenting. Oh, Parenting. Yeah. Yeah, 14 Lessons for Parents or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like four books that I'm kind of like bouncing back and forth between. Um, but I enjoy it. It's yeah. really good. I it think is really people good. need to read more. Yeah. And, and like we said, not just fiction. Nope. Like there are a lot of people that love fiction out there. Yeah. If you're a fiction lover, try some nonfiction. Um, you can start slow, ease your way into it by doing a biography. I think that's a really good way of doing it because it's still story based, but it's a real person story. Yeah. As opposed to a made up one. Yeah. So yeah. I um, love it. I love I love reading. And honestly, like I audiobooks are a life about yeah about four years ago you would never have heard me say that ditto like it was it was such a force to make me sit down and read and I think part of that was just the 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 season of life that we were in having three kids three and a half and under it was almost impossible to pick up a book without a kid coming in tearing it out of your hand yeah so that's when I really picked up podcasting and audiobooks it was such a lifesaver because not only are you, if we're listening to to books that are 
filled with truth, specifically maybe filled based off of scripture, we're absorbing it, but our kids are also absorbing it. Yeah. And that's that's the best thing. So to have audiobooks on loud while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, while you're maybe just, you know, helping the kids with homework. I don't know. Like not just you, not not just us, not just us will benefit from it. Our kids do too. Yeah. I think it's one of the best ways to improve your marriage and improve your family is to start reading a book a month that um, helps you grow specifically. Yeah. I wonder what it would be like helps you grow. If we actually went through a book together and like, I know some couples like oh, go yeah. through chapters together. Some, some couples are like power couples. Yeah. Like, yeah, we read a chapter and then we talk, then we about, talk it. about it. And I'm like, wow, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, we got I think we can be more intentional Ooh. in that area. Ooh, I think that would challenge. be fun. Laid out. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd like be cool. A, like with specific books, like Culture of Honor, I would love to do that with you. Yeah. Like that is such a great book. I'm, I got another book from Dan- Danny Silk that I'm about to go through. Yep. Um, it's yeah. called free. I don't know what it's called. Free. Yeah, but it's really good. Power, it's all about women in the power. church. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a really interesting book. So that'll be a fun one. Maybe I can get some girls to go through it with me. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Going through books with other people. Yep. Yeah. More growth opportunity. Yeah. I've okay. never thought I would say that, huh. but that's so yep. fun. I Here love growing. Here we are. Okay. You ready for my bonus one? Uh, yeah. All right. This is super practical. Um, okay. So here's the bonus one. This is Eric's power smoothie recipe. Ooh. Watch yep. Out. Yep. This is a smoothie that I drink almost daily. Um, if not at least every other day. Yeah, definitely. So here's how you make Eric's power smoothie. You ready for this? Uh, the first step is you are going to need some almond milk with you, um, or coconut milk. That makes it really, really good if you have it. So this is like actual, like this isn't like a pretend power smoothie. Like we're, he's giving you the actual recipe recipe. to what he actually uses and drinks every day. Yeah. Grab almond milk or coconut milk, and you're going to want to pour one cup of either of those into, or you could do both if you feel like a mix. Um, into your Vitamix blender or whatever blender that you use. You pour one cup of that in. Then I currently use gold uh, gold star protein powder. Uh, I currently have vanilla, but I really, really enjoy their chocolate flavor. You can get that at Costco if you would like. And I put two scoops of that into my machine. I've also used Muscle Farms cookies and cream protein powder, and that stuff is really, really good. It's really good. So two scoops of that is worth 48 to 50 grams of protein alone. So I drop two scoops of that into the blender on top of the milk. Then I get myself a tablespoon of peanut butter and I put that on top of the powder. And then the final ingredient is a frozen banana. I peel that uh, banana. I put it in the freezer. I freeze it for a couple of days. Then I pull that banana out. I break it in half and I drop it in the blender. Then I put that bad boy on high. I blend it until smooth. And you, my friends, have a delicious, and I'm telling you, it is delicious. Very sweet. (laughs) Very sweet and nutritious with at least 50 grams of protein very low carbs, 
Um, and low, let's see, uh, low fat. I mean, the fat's okay because of the peanut butter. Yeah, but, you throw, but you can substitute for PB2 if yeah, you're you watching your fat intake. Yep. You can do half of a banana if you're watching your carb intake. Yeah. But generally speaking, if you are, are doing 50 grams of protein, you kind of want to balance that out with some good healthy fats, whether you put like just pure peanuts in there to avoid any I of the I suppose they could do the excess. NCT oil in there too if they wanted. Yeah, you could. I just like the flavor of peanut butter. Yeah, so, you do like the flavor yeah. of the peanut butter. Yep. If you have a nut allergy, obviously Eric's power smoothie will not work for you. <laughs> so you just have to yeah, yeah improvise make do with other things. But uh, that's a delicious smoothie. I highly recommend it. I drink that regularly. It's super super good, um, and it's filling. It makes a great breakfast substitute if you're looking to cut one of those meals out uh, in your day. Um, and then the one thing that I would like to add as a habit is I would like to start writing out the things that I'm thankful for. I've heard a lot of people doing a thankfulness journal and just writing out their gratitudes for the day. And I think that's really healthy. I think I would make a twist on it and I would just write my thank yous or my thankfulness journal, um, as a, almost like a direct prayer to the Lord and just say, thank you to God for those things. Yeah. That could be like, um, added into your, your truth time. Yep. Yep. All right, there you go, people. That is how I live my life, or at least 10 things that I have in my life that are little habits, tricks, tips, things like that. If you haven't listened to numbers one through five yet, definitely go back and do that. That's episode number 37. Uh, You can listen to that. Also, listen to all the other episodes of the Mommy Daddy Time podcast. If you have not uh, subscribe to the show. We would love to have you as one of our subscribers to the Mommy Daddy Time podcast. You can go onto iTunes and just click subscribe right there and find us. Um, if you have subscribed, we would love to have you leave a review and tell everyone what you think of the show and how much you like it. You can find that on iTunes. If you don't have an Apple product and would like to find us, you can always find us on Spotify. Um, We're also available on Amazon Alexa, as well as Google Play and Stitcher. We're yeah, all over the we're place. We're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, so you yeah. will find us if you look for yeah, us. Yeah, you'll find us. You can also mm-hmm. visit our website. We'd love to have you check it out. We've got blog posts up there. We've got every episode of this podcast ever yes. streaming live on that uh, website. We'd love to have you check it out and know what you think. You could also find us on Instagram. Um, and, um, yeah, Facebook, I guess yeah. we're at mommy, daddy time podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned for some giveaways. I think we have a couple giveaways coming down the pipeline. We also have an awesome episode coming up for you next week. It is going to be a surprise guest speaker. It's going to be phenomenal. We are mm. super excited. So wait. stay tuned. Cannot wait. Please remember Tuesday morning next week we will be dropping boom that episode. Dropping some fire people. Hey guess what Christy? What? We got a new we got a new rating. What? Yeah someone left, left us a new review this is from Music Me. That's me with an M-I, uh, not an M-E. So uh, this one says, the one that convinces you to subscribe. I like it already. <laughs> they say, this is the podcast you'll want to choose when time is limited in your schedule. Eric and Christy's voices are harmonic. Oh, That's wow. a first. Watch out. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> as long as we're not singing, we're good. <laughs> yeah, if we sing, our ratings will go down significantly. 
Uh, the content will have you taking notes, and the banter will have you smiling quickly. Great for any stage of parenting. Thank you so much, Music Me. That was that's awesome. We love our team. We do. We love our team. Because of you, you make us better. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for uh, being a part of the show. We hope you guys have an awesome week. Can't wait to see you next week for a surprise guest and lots of fun. We'll catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye.